else is here. No one else is here, man. It's just me. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the quarantine. Welcome to the quarantine episode of Bad Vice. Uh, well, I'll keep it short, you know. There's not really much to do without anyone else here, but fucking... You know, I, I pay for the domain hosting, you know, and it just goes to waste if I don't put up something. So, yeah, we got a couple of a couple of good ones. You know, I'd be excited to bring these in if it was a regular show, but it's just me entertaining myself today. Um, yeah, let's do uh, let's do amusing. Let's just get into it. Um, we had an episode recorded. Maybe I'll do that this week. With Hoffman. There's only two episodes of this show that I've ever not released because I thought they were just so fucking bad that I didn't even want you people to listen to it, you know? So I, I might do a super cut of that and then put that up online because there was some good stuff in there, but my God, I would not want anyone to have to listen to that whole thing. Um, Yeah, so COVID, man. Uh, one of my musings is, you know, you get to rarely leave the house or like, you know, you go for walks and whatnot, but... The COVID couples on the sidewalks that go right in the middle, and I don't know, am I allowed to, like, cut past them quickly? Like, I know it's over the six feet thing, but it's like, if you're hogging the whole sidewalk, my system is, if I'm walking and you're walking towards me, we both go to opposite ends of the sidewalk, you know? I think opposite ends is a good enough distance if you're passing, you know? Like, you're passing so fast, and it's just like, you know? That I kind of like, it's like going by a graveyard. I hold my breath when I walk by someone now. I just, <gasps> and then as soon as they pass, I go, <gasps> and kind of like try and breathe that air out all of my holes to try and expel anything that could have been there before. Um. So yeah, when people go on the sidewalk, I, I, there's some people that just, you know, and they're usually like the elderliest, you know, like the oldest, feeblest people. And they're like smack dab in the middle of the sidewalk. And I had this problem before the fucking panic thing where, uh, you know, I walk decently fast and I always get, like, stuck behind people in Toronto, especially fucking every day I get stuck behind someone and I have to, like, mildly jog around them or keep up the same pace for a while. And it's 10 times worse now with everyone on the sidewalk. So I don't know. Has, has anyone seen anyone in a, in a full hazmat suit? I've seen a couple of those people. A couple of people that definitely do not need to be worried about being in those hazmat suits, too. And then there's the people that, like, I'll go on the opposite side of the sidewalk, you know? I'll do my distance thing. And they'll jump onto the road for a couple of steps, you know? I still think more people are dying from car accidents, maybe. I don't want you to fucking get smacked by a car. People are driving, like, 40 kilometers over the speed limit now. Everyone's just racing around everywhere. All right, fuck it. Let's do some fucking advice. I'm going to read the titles of them, just so, since I'm here by myself, to try and fucking hook some people into listening, you know? Instead of me just dilly-dallying around. Dear Prudence, my white girlfriend told my black mom that eating vegan is like the civil rights movement. My mom refuses to talk to my girlfriend until she apologizes. Okay. My white girlfriend told my black mom. So, black guy, white girlfriend. <laughs> oh man and you just know you just know the black mom's like don't you be bringing around a white girl that's a vegan like that you know it's like no mom she's she's great she's really cool you know actually 
eating greens is kind of like the olden days. Dear Prudence, I am a biracial. Mom is black, dad is white man, and my girlfriend is white. We're both vegan, but my girlfriend is much more vocal about it. We recently went to my home for dinner. My parents aren't vegan, but prepare vegan food when I'm home. That's nice, you know? You, you always heard those, like, parents where it's like, Oh, there's no there's no meat in it. I just cooked it in bacon grease, you know? Like, there's those kind of parents that you're kind of like, Okay, okay. You came from them? Okay. Uh, I tried explaining to my girlfriend why these... Oh, wait, here we go. Over dinner, my girlfriend began comparing eating vegan to the civil rights movement, which my mom found offensive. I tried explaining to my girlfriend why these comments may have crossed the line, but she gets really upset. <laughs> I mean, some people just need a movement to get behind, you know? I kind of get it. She's, you know... If you've seen how they're treating some of these animals, man, it's it's grotesque to look at. And, you know, has anyone seen that video of those PETA people that went to, like... I think it was, like, a chicken farm, and they, like, handcuffed themselves to, like, chicken equipment... And then they just turned it on, and, like, a dude was getting, like, mildly crushed and had to, like, get out of there. It was, these, 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 they do think it's a civil rights movement. They really do. Like, have you ever seen those people, like, with the signs and stuff on the streets? Like, I guarantee you everyone thinks that their movement's the civil rights movement. Like, have you seen those abortion people on the street that have, like, those weird fucking photos and they're like they just stand on the corners like i guarantee you they think it's the civil rights movement for their fucking cause you know um let's see she gets upset. i don't know how or if i should try to talk to her about it again and mom refuses to talk to my girlfriend until she apologizes and my dad sides with my mom obviously um imagine being that dad in this a white dad black wife black kid kids dating another white person and the white person's a fucking crazy vegan. <laughs> and it's signed racist vegan. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Dep I don't know, man. Like, how long have they... That doesn't say the things they've been dating for, like, X amount of time. But I don't know. It, it's the kind of things where if your SO is picking, like, movements over, like, your family... You know, if she can't even just make face for your family, if the movement's that big that you have to tell your black, you know, boyfriend's mom that it's the same thing as the civil rights movement, I don't know. Eat your fucking kale and sit down, Ashley. Like, I don't know. Your parents are behaving appropriately in light of your girlfriend's racism. And mm, I don't know if the girlfriend's racist, though. Like... I think she's just stupid. And I know racists are stupid, but this is like a different category of stupid. This is you think, you know, what you believe in is bigger than it is. I don't think that's racism, is it? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, let's see. It is possible, easy even, to advocate for vegan principles without comparing black people to animals. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it, it was racist. It was racist all along. Uh, comparing black people to animals is racist. You know, no, I don't think it's racist. I don't think she's comparing. I don't think she's comparing black people to animals. I think she's comparing animals to people. I think that's what it is. You know, I think she's just so crazy about animals that like, 
She's not bringing people down to the animal level. She's trying to raise the animal level up to the people level, you know? I think that's what she's doing. Like, I don't think she's racist. I think she's just ignorant as fuck and stupid. Um, not maybe stumbling lightly over the line of racism, but fully fledged, fully dredged, head to toe, top to tails racist. Your girlfriend was being racist. She should apologize for her racism and she should stop saying racist things. She's free to be maximally vegan from sunup to sundown without making racism a part of it. It might also be worth asking yourself if you feel comfortable dating women who go so immediately and so readily to that particular comparison and who bristles at the idea of having to apologize to a black person for demeaning their personhood. I don't know. Doesn't everyone, like, compare, like, a mild bad person to Hitler? You know? Is that racist? Oh, man, he didn't fucking, he didn't put my fries. It was a medium and I got a large. Hitler, you know? Like, I don't know. <sighs> Avoid dating white girls. That's obviously what we learned here. All right, let me do another musing. Uh, I follow the New York Times on Instagram, and they do these things where they kind of do like a little, um, photographer showcase where you kind of like swipe through a couple of pictures and then there's like a little blog post underneath about the uh photographer and lately you know you think they want to hook you in like two of the four pictures are fucking terrible that they post like i know that like you know photography isn't easy but if you're trying to hook me in give me something give me some cool pictures you know give me a give me a swallow you know doing something cool or like Something on the street, you know? Like, I was swiping through these pictures of this one person, and I was like, the fuck? I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's, like, black and white, and it's all... It, it, it didn't look like, like anything interesting. It looked like, you know, their camera took a picture while it was hanging around their neck or something, you know? And then the blog post is, like, eight paragraphs long to try and explain why this person's being, you know, posted on the New York Times thing. If you're a photographer... Let it speak for itself, you know? You go to the museum, those little blurbs, it's like, oh, here's a painting from this guy. And it's like, uh, you know, he lived in this city for a little bit, and uh, he liked fruit. And then he painted this fruit picture. I'm like, okay, I get, I get that, you know? Versus, like, these photographers, man, you got to hear their fucking stories before you look at their pictures, apparently. All right, let's do another one. Okay, here we go. Dear Abby. I have a, I'm not going to read the titles because uh, you're already hooked. You're listening. Dear Abby, I have a good friend who every time I invite her and her husband over for dinner, always assume their 20-year-old daughter can have a plate as well. They make her a plate before they serve themselves and take it to her. Like, take it to her right away? I have a good friend who every time I invite her and her husband over for dinner, take it to her. Huh? I mean, I guess I don't mind, but I wish they would ask before assuming it's okay. Most of the time I make enough food so I have leftovers for my boyfriend to take for lunch the following day. Is she being rude, or am I just being a not-so-nice friend? Signed, no leftovers. Which is the opposite of yes leftovers. Read the book, watch the show. Um, I don't know. My mom always does this. Like, I don't know if she's doing it this way, but, like, you know, my mom will go to a fucking, you know, farm or something, and she'll come back with a plate of food somehow, you know? Like, every everywhere she goes, somehow, she'll go to the DMV, and she'll be like, oh, yeah, and like, this is like a, you know, metal tin with food in it. And I'm like, where, why? What, where are you, why are people giving you meals all the time? Where are you getting these meals from? You know, oh, they, they wanted you to try this, you know? They wanted to try these desserts, these cakes. I'm like, who's giving you all this food? 
I think I think it's fine, but you have to do one of those things where like they should ask but assume you're going to say yes because you're not going to say no and they're going to do it regardless. So I think it's on them just to put in a little bit more effort into getting those leftovers, you know? Oh, Sarah loves, you know, broccoli. Can I bring some broccoli to her, you know? Do one of those. Don't just, oh, Sarah loves broccoli, and then start piling, you know? You're no leftovers. What your friend is doing is rude. Don't, but don't blame her for it. This is your fault for not speaking up when this first started happening and explaining that the leftovers are intended for your boyfriend's lunch the next day. Fucking spot on. That's so true. Yeah, well, once she started doing this, and you started letting her do it, that's where you fucking fail, man. Uh, explaining that the leftovers are intended for your boyfriend's lunch the next day, which is why you would appreciate her not taking them. A way to avoid this in the future might be to plate the food yourself rather than let your guests do it and immediately refrigerate whatever is left. Out of sight, out of reach. That's an excellent answer. You know? You should be plating the meals regardless. You know? What is this, fucking prison? Are they all... No, even in prison, they played it for you, you know? There's nothing worse than when it's like, serve yourself. Serve myself, really? You're going to go, you know, the one-yard line and then, yep, fucking make it yourselves, you know? Well, uh, what, what, how much am I supposed to take? Take a little bit of everything. And then there's always that one guy that, like, you know, takes double meat, you know? There's always that one guy that has, like, no shame for, like, Oh, have one meatball each, you know, and he has five meatballs on his fucking plate. No shame. Dear Miss Manners, when my wife and I hosted some family members, one of our female guests took it upon herself to go through our pantry and select every item that was passed at sell-by or best-by date. She then proceeded to pour the contents into our garbage disposal and toss the containers in our recycling bin. We have some other friends who experienced the same thing when they hosted a family member recently. We are over 65, as are our friends. I'm sure these women think they are doing us a favor, but most of the discarded items were condiments. <laughs> and I have never gotten sick from a bad condiment. <laughs> yeah, this mustard's no good. I'm just going to huck it out for you. I don't know. Because... We've all... Okay, let me just finish this. Actually, there's one more fucking sentence. Has it become commonplace for family members to go through an elderly person's pantry or refrigerator and toss expired items without their consent? All right, so there's layers to this, you know? Because, you know, in university and stuff, we all had refrigerators that, you know, oh, oh shit, cottage cheese, sweet. And then you're like, oh, man, this was supposed to be thrown out four months ago, you know? And then you're wondering, like, well, what else is in here that's so expired? You know, I, I can't help but look when I'm in someone else's house. You know, you just take a peek in their fridge. You can you learn a lot about someone based on their fridge. I think MTV Cribs had that right because, you know, you open up that fridge. It's like, do they have snacks? Do they clean that fridge? Is there a box of, you know, Arm & Hammer in the back of there? There's a lot about a person, you know? Some people are embarrassed by their fridge. No, 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 I'll get that for you. No, 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 I know my way. No, 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 I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it, you know? Don't, no, no, you're my guest. But then again, these are old people, right? Grandma, I'm not going to trust you to not eat this fucking expired cottage cheese that's just sitting there, you know? 
And yeah, sure, maybe the mustard's expired, but like, I don't know, man. You can't predict what old people are going to do, you know? They can wake up and think it's like 1970 again and that their cottage cheese is good to go, you know? Or they all, they, they save pieces of cake, you know? They save the pieces of cake for so long that they get dementia and think they're getting married again and they eat the cake and, you know, die, potentially. I'm sure it's happened. Gentle reader. Certainly. And while you're at it, or while they are at it, they might chuck out any family members they deem similarly past their prime. Miss Matter suggests that you do your best to keep these helpful guests out of the kitchen, or give them a quick dramatic scream upon finding any food that was unceremoniously tossed out by them. They might concede that your stunned reaction is far worse for your health than the consumption of any recently expired items. I mean... Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. You can never predict old people. I remember in grade... I must have been grade two or something. Went to this new school. And at my old school, we didn't do fucking field trips because we couldn't afford it. And this one, we were going on a field trip. And I'm like, tight, man. You know, I'm watching recess. They go to like the World Fair. They go to the coolest places on those field trips. And... Our field trip was to go to a old folks' home and read books to them. And I think we sang like a Christmas song or two to them. I don't know. I was terrified of old people when I was a kid, you know? Serbian old people are fucking terrifying because they, they don't care if they scare you, you know? Like, if you're a little bit shy of old people and you're in Serbia or some shit... They'll fucking take out their teeth and, like, chase you with it, you know? They'll really try and fucking mess you up, you know? Well, look at look at all the movies. You know, all these old people are always the fucking crazy villains. You know, the stepmothers, the stepfathers, all these older people, the, uh, the sleeping beauty, that old hag, you know? So old people kind of scared me as a kid, and now I'm being thrust into, like, a room full of them, you know? Imagine you have a clown phobia, and they just took you to, like, a clown room to read to clowns. I was fucking terrified. And I remember I liked reading as a kid, too, and, like, all the books there were, like, picture books and stuff. Like, it was great, too, but I was still kind of reading, like, you know, beyond picture books. It was just the strangest events that have ever happened to me at a field trip, and I remember being very let down by it. All right. Enough of my fucking stories. Uh, here's one. A reader writes, After a video team meeting today, I hung up the call and proceeded to get undressed for a shower. We all know where this is going. When you hang up the call, you gotta close the laptop. I'm sorry. I... If you don't close the laptop... You, you're, you're welcoming it to happen. But let, let, let's just read. Let, let's read beyond the first sentence. After a few seconds, when I was significantly but not completely undressed. Could you imagine if she started masturbating or something even more? You know, she just, all right. You know, done the team meeting. Just starts jerking it right away. After a few seconds, when I was significantly but not completely undressed, I noticed that the app had frozen and was still open. The rest of my team had been staying on for a different meeting, so I prayed it had disconnected on their end and closed it. At the meeting with our team leader, our team lead later in the afternoon, she gently let me know 
that it had not disconnected and told me it wasn't a big deal. Obviously, I am deeply mortified and basically want to die right now. Should I reach out to the other team members and offer an explanation slash apology? Also, can you tell me that someone that someday everyone will forget this happened and I'll stop relieving it in my head while wanting to barf even if it's not true? Everyone on my team is great and I'm sure we'll act like it never happened, but I always know what they've seen. Do I have to quit now? Just kidding. I think. Ugh. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's like, they definitely had the conversation where they were like, do we tell her? Do we tell her that, you know, she was topless for a couple seconds on this thing? Or should we all just ignore it, you know? And I think, hmm. I think in her situation, yeah, definitely tell her. But, like, if you saw my dick on a video call, please don't tell me. I don't need to know that. Like, if it happened accidentally, no one needs to know. Like, I don't need to know that. I, I can, I can, not having that information doesn't improve or disprove my life in the slightest. So, let's just keep it quo quo. Pro quo? I don't know. It's 420 today, too, eh? That's a long answer. Oh no, I'm sorry. With the don't you with the drastic increase in video calls recently, this is everyone's nightmare right now. In fact, because it's everyone's nightmare right now, a lot slash all of your colleagues are probably thinking, "There, but for the grace of God, go I." Stuff like this happens, and decent coworkers do not forever associate it with the person it happened to. Yeah, like like PDP pants when he fucking peed his pants last year. Yeah, we got over that pretty quickly, you know? Rebecca Rack? Hey, Rebecca! Whoa! Whoa, put those! Put, the, put them away! I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Yeah, she's got to fucking quit. Uh, there also might be comfort in the fact that you are one of many, many people who have done something like this happen. Who oh, had something like this happen in the last month. If you had to appear semi-nude on video in front of your coworkers, now is the time for it because you are part of a sea of people who have shown too much on video calls. It is a secondary pandemic of the pandemic. What if this like, what if this gets her to get like an OnlyFans or something? You know, she's like, what? Wait a minute, I kind of liked it. I kind of like being topless on that video stream for all those people. You know, what if I fucking unlock something inside of her? You know, hey, you guys want some more? Here's my link. You know. All of a sudden, her fucking co-workers are Venmoing her $500. She could. She could do an advantage, you know. You don't need to contact your team members to explain or apologize. I promise no one thinks you did this on purpose. As a sort of post-meeting novelty, they get what happened. You know what you should do? Own it. Have like a Zoom background that's like you topless, you know? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be. That would win you like... The respect of the whole office, I think, if you did that. If you owned it so hard that, you know, maybe next meeting you, like, go to flash everyone, but you got, like, you know, your company logos, like, covering your your nipples or something. I don't fucking know. I don't work in an office. Um, As someone of a connoisseur of embarrassing myself, I sometimes find that speaking of the incident can take some of the sting out of it. Which, of course, means a second awkward moment, but I'm sometimes willing to pay that price for the relief it brings. But other people find it more relief in never speaking of it again. It's up to you. But you don't need to do anything here. You can do or do not do whatever will make you the most comfortable. We are all with you in spirit. 
I wonder how much they saw. I'm extremely attracted to my brother-in-law, and now we're locked down together. <laughs> there's there's going to be like, oh God, in like a year, there's going to be a fucking surge of like coronavirus and COVID fucking movies where, you know, people make them inside their homes and, you know, it's going to be just a bunch of bullshit to wade through, you know, but if we get a coronavirus movie about people fucking while in the lockdown like this, I think that's funny, man. I think there's something there. Uh, because of the coronavirus, I'm staying in my late mother's home with my husband, his brother, and wife. With my husband, his brother, and wife, and our young children. Okay, so they're all married. This seemed like a good idea, so we could share chores and childcare. Two of us are still working from home full time. But the situation has become uncomfortable for me because I am extremely attracted to my brother-in-law. Oh, come on. If your wife is worried about being locked down for 14 days with your fucking brother, dude, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Would people try... Would my asshole try and fuck my brother if it was a lockdown for 14 days? Would I try and fuck his asshole? Like, why can't... They're family. They're all married, too. And with kids. The picture says, I'm frustrated and afraid, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> afraid? Um, I had hoped this feeling would die down, but it has got worse. And over the past three weeks, I have become aware that he seems to be lusting after me. That's probably all in your head. You know? It's like... When you when you have coworkers, like when you work at like, you know, some bullshit job, you know, you work at like American Eagle, Tim Hortons, Montana's, maybe not Montana's, but like the jobs where like you don't need to be kind of good looking to work there, like you're in the back room, and then because you're surrounded by these people all day, everyone kind of gets like plus two attributes, you know, everyone suddenly looks a little bit better, you know, like damn, Annie didn't really. Look at her before, but like in that fucking Starbucks apron. God damn, you know. I think this is what's happening here, where, you know, you're on that, you're on that desert island with your your best friend. Starts looking like a rotisserie chicken there a little bit, you know. Start licking your lips a little bit, you know. Andy, Andy, don't eat me. Hey, don't fuck my wife. <laughs> Please don't fuck my wife, dude. <laughs> um. My oh no, my husband and I rarely have sex, owing to his lack of interest, which set in after our second child was born. Yeah, you should probably just instead of pursuing that, maybe try and get him some help. Just fuck his brother, dude. So I am frustrated and afraid that something is going to happen, or that others in the house will pick up on the vibe between us. How can I stop this feeling? When I'm running across the ceiling. Man. What did they do at, like, events before this? Maybe they should swap partners. Like, maybe... who Who's writing this in? I think it's the, the wife, right? Maybe ask... Hmm. You got to convince your husband to do a wife swap with his brother. 
But then that makes them Eskimo brothers. I don't think you want to be Eskimo brother with your brother. Hmm. This is a tough one, man. I don't know. Because uh, if the husband's not fucking her, though, then it's like, you know, if not the brother, then it's going to be someone else, right? I don't know. Get out of that house. Yeah, just just di divorce the husband. Find a single date an only child. That's my that's my advice. Date an only child because this is just you're going to be lusting after everyone, you know? If it's not the brother-in-law, it's going to be the father-in-law, you know? Under normal circumstances, erotic tension is increased when there is an obstacle to acting on it. Exactly, you know? We only have Three minutes in the fucking freezer room. But now you have an extra challenge because courting danger in a non-virus related ways is a common behavior during this time. Like many others, you may be unconsciously drawn to a peril that you can control. Recognize this and set firm boundaries. Do your best never to be alone in a room with your brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a fucking great movie. I can't wait. You know, they're playing charades or something. They're on the same team together. This is going to be good. Stop fantasizing about him. Increase your bonds with his wife and children. Ooh, I don't think you want to go there, man. If your wife slept with your brother's wife. What do the kids think about all this? What are they doing? You know? Surely they, the kids always know. In the movies, they're always, you know, you know, a third of the way down the staircase, kind of like peek, peeking through the little, you know, the little struts of the staircase. You know, sees, sees something he shouldn't see. Runs upstairs, you know. Brings it to his grave. I know we all have those secrets. Um, let's see. Focus on your children or establishing routine, exercising, calming your mind. And keeping your family safe. All this shall pass. It's the new normal, man. Wanting to fuck, wanting to fuck someone that's not your wife. It's the new normal. All right. This one's a... Oh, shit. They deleted it. Fuck. This one was from uh, Am I the Asshole on Reddit. And it's, it was talking about... It says, Am I the Asshole for pranking my girlfriend to show her how she's wasting money? I'll just go over this one quickly. Because I did read it earlier. Basically... The boyfriend found out that the girlfriend's paying, like, $30 for, like, very expensive shampoos. And he put, like, regular shampoo into the bottles to, like, trick her into being like, Haha, you've just been using, you know, fucking horse shampoo that they sell at Walmart, you know? Selsun Blue. I put Selsun Blue in your fucking head and shoulders. You dumb bitch. Can't believe you fell for it. Can't believe you're wasting all this money. And I think that definitely he was the asshole because if there's one thing you know about chicks and like fucking skincare routines and like just any of their like routines in general is like they got like fucking 30 bottles, man. They know what all that shit does and whether or not it works, you're not at liberty to say, you know, I'm sure like 65, 70% of the stuff they use works, you know, and then the rest of it's kind of just like, you know, padding, you know base layers, you know, there's always some accoutrement, you know, some sort of butterball turkey thing, but, you know, fucking works, man, eh, 
you shower, it works. I guarantee, like, the guy is spending some bullshit money on stuff that he can just, you know, cheap out on. There's nothing worse than people that just, like, want you to cheap out on, like, the the the, the lamest thing, you know? We've all heard those, like, things where, you know, they refill water and tell them it's from one place, but it's from, like, a hose. And they're like, haha, got you. Or, you know, try and trick wine people. But, I don't know. I think with this, like, skincare stuff, there's definitely, like, a level of, you know, practicality and, like, scientific basis, you know? What's a skin peel? Like, it burns the skin off your face? That's the kind of shit where I'd be like, mm, I don't fucking know. This kind of seems like it's, you know, pretty bullshit. But leave the shampoos alone, you know? Because then she's going to start fucking with your shampoo, you dumbass. She's going to put Nair in there or something. I am a relatively attractive woman in my early 20s who recently got promoted to being an engineering administrator for a hotel in my area. I was a painter for the building before and wore baggy paint suits. Paint suits? I thought you just wore old clothes when you paint. Hmm. I really like the big white ones. But now I work for a desk job and I've upgraded my wardrobe accordingly. I am thin but have curves and get regularly hit on but I think I have been dressing business casual slash business. I got called into HR and was told I can't dress up anymore and I have to wear a polo and pants. And the reason, in a nutshell, I was too much of a distraction. HR said, well, everyone is used to you wearing baggy painting clothes. <laughs> Once you started dressing up, people noticed you have curves and a lot of catcalling and looks were going on behind your back. Ooh, this is really offensive. I like looking and feeling good and I'm excited to wear office job clothes. Is this okay or normal? This is my first white-collar job, and I'm feeling targeted slash discriminated against. Hmm. It's a mix, you know? She describes herself as, I'm a relatively attractive woman, you know? Okay. Okay. First sentence. Okay. You know, we definitely know how she wants to dress and, you know... But she dresses for the jobs, you know, she wore baggy painting clothes. I was on a set once, and this assistant, this this PA, we were doing an overnight. You know, she's wearing, like, like a skirt and, like, a fucking Aritzia jacket or something, you know? You're running around all night. You gotta be fucking comfortable. You gotta dress for the goddamn job, man. And, like, telling a girl to wear just a polo to work? I don't know. If it's an office job, who gives a fuck, man? Then again, it also kind of sounds like you're working somewhere where everyone's just fucking hitting on you behind your back, eh? I mean, as long as you're okay with that, too. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, you know? HR is telling you to dress... <laughs> what, if, what if HR was actually like, you, you do... Uh, no, you, you do not want to wear that anymore. Like, if you heard the comments that we were getting, you know? Like, they should have brought in, like, examples of the comments. Because I think if it's just like, you know, you really got to sell her on... Why? <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it is offensive. Wear, wear what you want to wear, you know? I guess HR was kind of like, okay, we can either <laughs> we can either have one person change something they do, or we're going to have to have 13 people change the way... They interact around the office, you know, and HR is just like, well, it's a numbers game. 
Wear the polo, because I'm not doing all this work, you know? HR is not going to fucking help you here. No, this is not okay. It's offensive and gross, and I know it shouldn't blow my mind that it's still happening, but it does. If people are catcalling and making comments about your appearance, that's sexual harassment, and your employer needs to shut that down with them. Not tell you what to change what you're wearing, assuming you're complying with their dress code, which sounds like you are. I go back to HR and say this. I'm really concerned that people are catcalling and making comments about my appearance, and that the company's response has been to suggest I dress differently when I'm complying with our dress code. Could you imagine if, like, HR is just, like, the next day, the dress code is just, like, shaved heads and, like, fucking a paint suit, you know? Can't they? Wouldn't it be easier for HR just to change the dress code? And then, like, you know, it's not the right thing to do, but why, why am I giving the HR the advice? Um, what do you tell? This is a clear sexual harassment problem, so I'm requesting that you dress it. With the offenders rather than asking me to change my dress code compliant clothing. Should I make a formal report of sexual harassment to get it addressed? Or is this conversation enough to ensure it's handled? If that doesn't take care of it, there are a number of employment lawyers out there who would be delighted to contact your employer on your behalf and explain sexual harassment law to them. Yeah, it'll only cost you $500 an hour, you know. It's easier to replace one person than, you know, 13 of them. You want that job, you gotta wear that polo! I mean, you know, it sucks, but there it is. What else? <laughs> uh, this one's... This one's weird. Um, Dear Amy, I have a friend who is the father of a 12-year-old son. My friend's son's bedroom is filled with stuffed animals. These are not Guy toys, but pink, yellow, orange, etc. stuffed animals. We tried to tell the dad that this is not appropriate for a young man, but he just scoffs at us. There are hundreds of these stuffed animals in this child's room. What are your thoughts? Signed, Wondering Friend. <clears throat> that kid's one year away from just dry humping the fuck out of those toys, man. 12-year-old? Kid's gonna start cooming next year. Surrounded by a bunch of stuffed animals. Go through those animals. Just see if they're, you know, they're crusty. Make a pile of them. I don't think, I don't know. Here's my thing. If the kid's getting bullied for this or, like, doesn't have any friends for this, you know. If he's doing this, if he's keeping this up and has, like, you know, fucking support group of friends or something. Maybe they all do the same thing. Maybe it's ironic. I don't fucking know. But if the kid's getting, like, bullied for this, like, come on. <laughs> Give the kid a football, you know? Or, like, you know, have a stuffed animal hidden in a taser that he can bring to school, you know? There was that episode of King of the Hill where uh, Bobby carries a purse with a brick in it. So that when he gets bullied, he just fucking <laughs> beats him over the head with the, with the purse, you know? And that worked for him, you know? He fucking, he got in trouble for beating up the bullies at the end. So, as long as this kid can take care of himself, you know, if the kid's getting beat up for this, then you gotta be like, listen, Billy, these animals, while soft, will not protect you, you know, from, from the real world. So, you gotta balance. You gotta balance food and activity and stuffed animals. Dear Wondering, my thoughts are that hundreds of any stuffed toys is too much for a child to possess, but it's not for you to judge the type of toys this child collects. 
yeah, this comes off like a, like a super Millhouse thing. They always did with this. Like they always did this with him on the show. It's also not for you to judge whether stuffed animals are sufficiently masculine for someone else's child to play with. If this dad seeks out your counsel on the quantity and quality of his son's toys, then go for it. Otherwise, you just keep your views to yourself. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you should ever keep your views to yourself when it's something that's like this innocuous, you know? Hey, hey, Trevor. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuffed toys your kid has, huh? Huh? You know? I think that's fair to say. It's like, what the fuck else are you going to talk? Hey, don't talk about my weird son. All right, well, fucking, there's no sports on anymore, you know? I wonder if they're, um, I wonder if they're, like, franchise toys, you know? Like, are, are they, like, troll dolls? Like, I'm trying to think, like, what is out these days that he could have hundreds of stuffed toys from? Like, Pokemon? There's a lot of, you know what? There's a lot of fucking people on YouTube that, like, spend hundreds of dollars for, like, the dumbest Pokemon stuffed animal toys and whatnot, you know? Maybe this kid could start a YouTube channel, you know? Imagine this kid starts making money more than his dad. That'd be a good comeback, man. It's a lot of toys, though. I don't know. I don't think any addiction like that is... Not addiction, but, you know... I think my parents may try that with me, you know? Like, I never had too much of one thing. I want a, I want another Beyblade. You already have two Beyblades. Play with those, you know? I need more Pogs. Go fucking win some at school. You know, you have a plastic Ziploc bag of 300 Pogs. We're not buying you more Pogs right now. Trade your fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Trade your way out, man. So the guy invented Ikea, you know? Started with a box of matches or something. <sighs> I recently got a new boss, and things have gotten weird. To kick off her experience, she hosted a series of team bonding activities, which included a lot of happy hours and lunches. Pretty tight. That sounds awesome. Hosted a series of team bonding activities, which included a lot of happy hours and lunches. So they're probably like, bringing you mini golfing or to like a shooting range. That sounds awesome. During the happy hours, she would consume a lot of alcohol and make sexual jokes slash comments. It didn't really bother me, and I'll admit I found myself chuckling a few times. <laughs> how, how nice of you to chuckle with us lowly fucking drunks. Uh, but after several weeks of happy hours, I realized things were going too far. At our last outing, she literally asked everyone how many sexual partners they've had, and we shied away from answering. <laughs> and, and if we shied away from answering, she booed us and... Unless we acquiesced. God damn. Ugh. You're too good to tell your cool ass boss how many people you fucked. And you try and slip acquiesced into your fucking letter to Miss Manners to ask a manager. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So I just made up a number to get out of the line of questioning. Okay there. You know, she probably slept with, like, six people and was like, oh, five, you know, like, just, she also asked if we preferred oral or hand jobs. Where do you work? You need to 
bring the woman from like the last question to work here because this place sounds fucking awesome, man. Who's how do they work? I wanted to leave, but I felt pressure to stay because those who attend the happy hours seem to get more perks, flexible hours, work from home days, etc. I don't know what to do. I feel like I. I feel like since I originally laughed slash engaged in the more surface level sexual jokes as comments, now I'm part of the problem. I don't know, man. Here's here's what I think. You know, these people that work at these not like you know office jobs with the same people, you know, for like years and years and stuff. Why wouldn't you want this? You know, like why? Like it would make sense that the people that go out with the manager and are friendly with them and hang out with them would get more perks because. You know, who do you give perks to? Your homies, your friends, you know? And if you become friends with the boss, with the fucking head honcho chief, yeah, well, this sounds awesome. This sounds like, hey, if you're one of those outgoing people that likes to go out to bars, you know, uh, do you want your boss just to go home and not do any of this, you know, bonding stuff? If you don't like the outing stuff, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you if you told her that, like, you know, if you had a one-on-one with her and we're like, hey, listen, sometimes blah, 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 you know, I think she would change her tune, you know? I think this person kind of sounds like, you know, they brought their old behavior or traits from like, you know, from like a, like a fucking warehouse job or something where everyone's like buddy-buddy and friendly and always going out and getting drinks, you know? And you get a new job and you have a whole new team and you're like, man, I want these people to like like me. I want this to be like a fun place, you know? I want to know if they prefer oral or hand jobs, which she didn't fucking answer. Um, yeah, I think if you just talk to her, like, don't go above her head or anything like that. That just sounds lame. WTF, you are allowed to object to this, even though you've laughed along earlier. First, it's really common for people to laugh slash act okay with this kind of thing, even when they're not. Because work dynamics can make it uncomfortable to do otherwise. Which is one reason why people shouldn't assume colleagues are okay with inappropriate topics just because they're not explicitly objecting. Second, you're allowed to change your mind. Maybe it didn't bother you at first, but it does now. You're allowed to feel it's gone too far. Please talk to your HR department. What your manager is doing is wildly inappropriate, is almost surely making people other than you uncomfortable, and is opening the company to legal liability. Legal liability? Oh, God. Your Honor, what did she ask you? She asked if I like oral or hand jobs. Snickering from the crowd. I don't know. I I had a couple bosses like this when I worked at my warehouse job. Our manager was like cool as shit, you know. Like, like she'd fuck with you, you know. Like you would try and like, you know, goof your way around, you know. We'd always be goofing and stuff. Doing, like, shoe stomps to make sure you got fucking steel toes on and stuff, you know? They're chill. You're hot. You're hacking darts with them at breaks and whatnot. It was super chill, relaxed atmosphere. Versus, like, all my other jobs where the boss just walks to their fucking room and closes the door. It's like, they don't care. Like, they're not making any sort of an effort. And I think this, like, you know, mild sexual, like... You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, talking about how many people you've banged over beers at a bar makes you a fucking monster. What? That's where you're supposed to talk about that stuff. And I think if you don't want to talk about it, don't go in there. Um, when you talk to them, make sure not to pull any punches. Give them all the details you gave her. 
make sure to include the differences you're seeing in perks. They need to shut the whole thing down, but that one will make will take special attention away from them. You should also let them know you're concerned about retaliation and ask for their help in ensuring this doesn't affect the way your boss treats you. <sighs> snitches against snitches. This is basically being like, snitch on your boss and then get ready for everyone to hate you. That's basically what this asking manager thing said. And we got three more. Um, Dear Annie, I have licked my knife after meals all my life. Whenever my friend Jill and I are at a restaurant together, she tells me how gross it looks and looks away. Doesn't everyone do this? Signed. On the edge. I lick my, li my knife at home all the time. But the meals... Mm, you can do a quick lick. You know? You can do like a... If it's like the first cut into like a steak or something. And there's a bunch of like gravy or sauce or something that comes with it. And your knife is like clean. You know? You have a little... A little ooh. Ooh. You know? that That's real good. You know? But don't be, like, blowing your knife and fucking, like, running your tongue all over it and, you know, after every fucking cut of the knife. I don't, I don't know why. I think my mom told me when I was a kid that it's bad luck to, like, lick the knives, you know? It just goes to waste. I'm like Terry Crews and um, Everyone Hates Chris where, like, every time I'm, like, washing a spoon with peanut butter on I'm like, that's fucking eight cents of peanut butter that I could have eaten, you know? But I don't want to eat a spoonful of peanut butter right now. Um, don't do it in public. Dear Edge, appearances aside, this sounds, <laughs> this just sounds dangerous. Even a butter knife could do some damage to your tongue. Why not scrape the food off your knife with your fork instead? It's safer and more sightly. Very true. You know, you put that fork perpendicular and just scrape it all off. Not bad. All right. This one's from a Reddit, but it's called Am I the butt face? Welcome to r slash am I the butt face, the cool, relaxed, bastard nephew of am I the asshole. Is your primary question about a hookup or breakup? Nah, they, this guy's a real writer. Okay. I'm the CEO of a Bay Area startup company. All right. I already don't fucking believe this, but all right. Let's pretend like it's real. I'm the CEO of a Bay Area startup. We are a very scrap. We are very scrappy and have 18 employees. Strictly due to culture fit, not discrimination, they are all between the ages of 21 and 27. Also, people over that age tend to want more money than we can pay. Our head of engineering is 24 and makes 80 grand a year. We cannot afford someone more experienced. I myself am only 28. When these employees started, I told them that expectation is that there will be chaos and they need to roll with the punches. They all agreed. Oh God, this is just part of being disruptors. <sighs> disruptors. One thing I found immensely important is FaceTime. So when COVID began, I told them they were only to work from home and if they were actually feeling sick to go home. I got some grumbles, but none of them are sick, so clearly it wasn't a problem. Now, there's an issue, which is that I booked a weekend off-site to go to Vegas. My employees will be sharing rooms meant for two people, three employees to each room. I encourage them to share beds and bring sleeping bags. There are no women at the company, so we don't need to worry about women being made uncomfortable with sharing beds with men. You haven't shared a bed with the wrong man if you've never felt uncomfortable sharing a fucking bed with someone before, dude. Ugh. Like, how is it that the, the last question was like this dope-ass female boss that's like having slinging beers with you versus like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, two to a bed. You know, we're all men here. We're all. That means we're not uncomfortable with sleeping with other men. I've worked with some gross fucking people, man, that I would not want to sleep next to. Guaranteed. Especially in Vegas, man. Um, up until now, they were fine with this. But now they are pushing back, saying they don't feel safe flying and they don't want to share rooms. The problem is I cannot get a refund on this offsite. So I told them if they don't want to come for any reason, their portion of the offsite cost will be deducted from their pay, which includes a percentage of food alcohol consumed by those in attendance. Wait. Their portion of the offsite cost will be deducted from their pay, which includes a percentage of food alcohol consumed by those in attendance. So, so whoever does go is basically eating and drinking the wages of those that didn't go. <sighs> Before you jump to you're the asshole, I did say that if any of them had doctor's notes for an existing medical condition, they would be exempt from the pen penalty, but none of them even claimed to have a condition. And it, obviously, many employees are angry with me over this. Did this guy reply to anything? A couple of messages. Okay. So, <laughs> what do they call themselves? Disruptors? I think I only heard about that in, like, one of the seasons of Silicon Valley. They go, like, DisruptCon, or, like, they use the term disruptor. And I didn't think people actually use that term. Disruptors. Obviously, this guy's an asshole. I wonder how much food alcohol they're going to have in 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 Las Vegas. I just watched Leaving Las Vegas, where Nicolas Cage just has a hotel room in Las Vegas and drinks himself to death in there. Fucking dying alcohol looks scary, man. He did a really good fucking job with that. I don't know. I think everyone doesn't want to work for this guy, and they're all kind of hoping that COVID would be kind of like a cover-up. But this guy is, like, doubling down on it. Also, just call your credit card and... Do a chargeback if they're not giving you your fucking money back. Like, yes, sir, you are the butt face. Let's read some of his replies to things, though. I, I, I'm curious if this is real or not, but. He said he's contacted a lawyer. <laughs> You're the asshole. I'm pretty sure you can't legally deduct the cost from their paycheck. In Washington State, you can't. Also, only men between 21 and 27, you're going to get hit with a discrimination suit. We did interview women and older people, but none of them had the hungry go-getter attitude we look for, unfortunately. I would love to hire more women, but it hasn't been an option. <sighs> Were some of the women being bossy, aka aggressive, which is acceptable in men and vilified in women? Not at all. If anything, I would have liked more fire from them. <laughs> but not too much fire. I guarantee it. They all seem to view it job is just a job but none of them were as hungry as i am many of them asked about pay before we even got to the offer stage and i did offer a job to one particular woman but she turned it down because it was 40k below her expectations <sighs> i gotta get this guy to call into the podcast right this is amazing fuck i clicked on his goddamn username and it says this account has been suspended shit well he was probably faking the thing but all right let's do the last one we'll try to keep this an hour a very appropriate one. Dear Doc, I am really new in the world of relationships. I had a problem during these days because some friends believed that my conduct to a lady was inappropriate. One month ago, I saw the WhatsApp story of a lovely girl who put two pictures on it. WhatsApp story? I guess everything has a story now. 
every fucking app has a story feature on it now. There's nothing worse than when you get an update for someone's Facebook Messenger stories. I'm an Instagram story guy. I don't check Snapchat for stories. Does TikTok do stories? Probably. <sighs> Why do they call them stories? No one tells a story. They should call them musings. I should change my musings to stories and their stories to musings. Uh, one month ago, I saw the WhatsApp story of a lovely girl who put two pictures on it. The first one was a rock band, and the second one had the label, Let's Make Love. <laughs> I was only doing what she asked. I'm really attracted to her, so I thought that the moment was appropriate to tell her to have sex with me. Telling her to have sex with me. After talking to her for a while, I decided to tell her my intentions. Hi, I'm talking to you so that, uh, you could fuck me? You could make me come? Please? So I said to her, let's have sex. Let's have sex, baby. Not with you. Not with me. Unfortunately, my proposal was taken as an offense, and she blocked me from WhatsApp. Two days ago, I found her on Instagram and decided to apologize to her, but also asked to her if she has decided to have sex with me or not. I think I am a reasonably open-minded person. I was blocked again. This Friday, a friend called me, and he said to me that I was harassing her. I think my intentions were misunderstood because I asked her both times if she agrees or disagrees. He's using Louis C.K. logic, you know? He's asking. I was going to accept her response if she said no. <laughs> what do you mean? I was going to accept a response. You don't accept a response. A response is a response, whether you accept it or not. What? I <laughs> I reject your response. You can't reject a response. It's what a response is. Uh, um... I think my intentions were misunderstood because I asked her both times if she agrees or disagrees. Let's have sex. <laughs> this guy never grew out of the um, the third grade thing, you know? Do you like me? Circle, yes, no. Do you want to have sex with me? Agree or disagree? It's also weird to say you agree with me or disagree with me because when you disagree with someone, it's kind of like... You oppose the whole thing, you know? I disagree with your values or something. I don't believe in them. I believe in sex, just not with you, you know? I was going to accept her response if she said no, because I believe that her body is hers. And she has the final decision on whether or not she wants to make it out with a person or not. Do you think my attitude was inappropriate at all? Best, unsure, and unready. Oy vey. Oh, God. Dr. Nilov writes like, 19 paragraphs for this. Obviously, this guy's in the wrong. You're not going to write this much about it. So, yes, you were harassing her. You were incredibly inappropriate. Jesus tap dancing, suffering. Fuck. What? Clearly, the dude's like an insul who's just like, you know, this isn't a person having like a regular dating problem. It's like, I just can't get a first kiss on the date. You know, I do it all. I go out. This guy's like. <laughs> Just DMing people for, for sex, you know? This guy is beyond fixing or beyond repairing with, like, a, a hitch-style answer, you know? These aren't people looking for a hitch. These are people looking for Dr. Melfi, you know? 
You need to take several steps back from dating and put all your effort on learning social norms and understanding how to read the room. Until you do and understand every mistake you made in sequence, you really shouldn't be trying to date or get laid. The best you can expect until this is a string of creeped out and pissed off women. Oh, forgot the extra F on the off there, nerd love. And their friends wondering what the hell you were thinking. What a, what a wacky set of questions this week, eh? God damn. People are DMing for sex and trying to fucking fuck their brother-in-laws. That's a wild world out there. Well, we'll end on amusing. I don't think I did any of this episode. Yeah, I shit on photographers. Yeah, that was one of my musings. Um, I wanted to lie to bartenders about having a bad day to see if they'd give me a drink or an extra shot or something, you know? I think I talked about this on the Hoffman podcast, but I didn't go out. So, you know, I, I, I feel like after this is all done, I'm going to start ordering drinks and being like, hey, man, can I get a fucking, you know, club soda and... I don't know, gin and tonic? Can I get a gin and tonic, you know? Oh, you look like you had a rough day, man. Here, this one's on the house. Nailed it! Peace! You know, fucking chug it, run out of the bar, go into a next bar, do the same thing. How many drinks get to get away with that? Hey, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, you can check us out at Bad Advice Podcast on Instagram or on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, badvicepodcast.ca. Check out robinhab.com. I used to have a partner. Who the fuck knows where she is now? You know, go read her writing. <laughs>